TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And welcome to a Friday edition of Two Guys and a Mic on the TalkZone.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Double B, Brian Bauer, the pride and joy of Beyond the Ivy. What is Beyond the Ivy? That is one of the great suspenseful things we'll find uh, over the course of the show. How's that for a tease? That's one hell of a tease first thing on a Friday morning. We might have just lost 42% of our listening audience with that. All two people, huh? (laughs) Before we get in Beyond the Ivy, by the way, I was listening... The lead into our show, apparently, uh, Winning Wednesdays. Now, it's a little odd because Winning Wednesdays was on on Friday. Not David really. Olson, our producer, yeah. shaking his head like that makes sense. I didn't call me crazy. It's a little odd. But it tapes on Wednesday. But it tapes on Wednesday. Shouldn't they call themselves? Hence the name. But when does it play? On Fridays. It's a rerun. Rebroadcast. Ah, uh, a rerun. Well, so at any rate, it, 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 Winning Wednesdays, apparently right. a professional. Professional prediction show, odds show, football. I don't know if it, can we call it a gambling show. Well, I think they put out odds. They get, tell you who's going to win. So therefore, mm-hmm. yes, a gambling. Okay. They don't. I'm sure they don't say go out and gamble since it is illegal. Mm-hmm. Unless you know many offshore websites that I may sometimes mm-hmm. peruse. Yeah. Make sure if you do so, you do so only in the uh, comfort of your own home. Yeah. Use the use the girlfriend's computer that way when Absolutely. somebody gets pinched. It's her. I'd re- <laughs> And remember, a seat cushion can be used as a flotation device. I've often squeezed the seat cushion. Yeah, but it's a beautiful thing. Are you ready now for your stick here? I'm ready. Because today is a football Friday here on the Talk Zone. Football Friday! Take it easy. easy. Football Friday! Settle down, Brian. Blue! 22! Settle down. Banjo! Red! Banjo! 44! Split lab! Split lab! Hutch number 54! Hut, Mike's number 54! Hut, 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 I'm winded. Uh, it is a football Friday here on the TalkZone.com, and of course we play beat football Friday. Take okay, it easy. I'm just kidding. We play beat the schmo, so yes. I think it's a wonderful contrast. We go from professional quote unquote gambling show right. with real experts, right. and then we contrast that five minutes later with beat the schmoes here on a football Friday. The very uh, antithesis of everything that Winning Wednesdays apparently is. And knowing how gambling goes and knowing the thought and the effort and the spreads and the odds and the, the trends that goes into gambling, let me just mm-hmm. tell you right now, we may be schmoes, but I will bet that our percentage over the course of the year, not much different mm-hmm. than those who are, quote, professionals. Mm-hmm. And not only that, we have the paradise, lovely paradise. I would bet seven to five that you are correct, and I will lay you three points. How does that work, seven to five? You got to put down five to get seven, or you got to put down seven to get five? Not quite sure. All right. <laughs> Not quite sure. Don't complicate things. We don't do math this early in the morning, but you alluded to the beautiful and lovely paradise for any new listeners that have jumped on board here on the talkzone.com. Two guys in a mic wondering what the hell are we talking about with Beat the Schmoes and the beautiful, the lovely, the voluptuous paradise. Explain it. Por favor. Well, basically what happens is over the course of the game, we will pick ours, and then we have somebody called Paradise. 
who picks it, who's actually just a pair of dice, <laughs> to prove exactly how insane gambling really is and how we, as people who watch football all the time, will often lose out to just a pair of dice. It's yes. two color dice, mm-hmm. and one representing a home team, one representing a you know weight team, mm-hmm. and basically whichever one has the higher number, that's the one we go with for three mm-hmm. games. And, and sadly, yes. she beats us quite often. Yeah, <laughs> we did this on a previous show, and not this is a sampling of not just a couple of weeks. No, no, this was a eight year period, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, we had actually had a couple of, you know, quote unquote legitimate pros. Oh, we did. That put a lot of research into it. Absolutely. And all kidding aside, the, the pair of dice, the beautiful, the lovely one, over the eight years of predictions really was about as good as the football expert. I, I would say, and this is what's sick, I think it was about at 60%. Mm-hmm. And if you were at 60% gambling over eight years, mm-hmm. you've probably done quite well for yourself. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so that's how pathetic it really is. Yep. By the way, our general manager here, the quiet one, he sneaks around, but he's, uh, a small man in nature, but a large man in uh, aura. Oh, really? The commander-in-chief, Chris Whitting. I did catch it. We were missing Paradise for a couple of days. Right. Lost her on Tuesdays. Yes. Came back on Thursdays. I did catch our general manager. Apparently spent a couple of days uh, by himself with Paradise. A little Thanksgiving holiday with the Paradise? I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Can't be they were the returned one you love. on Thursday, and uh, apparently the, the dice were in good shape. Right. But somewhat disconcerting. Well, is Chris the same gentleman who frisked me when I walked through the door? I just want to make sure. <laughs> oh, goodness. 888, we're going to get fired before this thing's over, hey, you know? Hey, listen, I'm just a co-host. A, <laughs> I can be a, fired right now. It's a one-month lease, and I think we got a death wish similar to Anthony Peterson, who apparently was driving 109 a- miles. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, yeah. thank you very much, who was driving, what, 109 miles an hour on a uh, nice Minnesota highway. This does not surprise me one bit. And if I'm him, I'm getting it out of the way now before the snow's hitting Minnesota. Because honestly, you're not going to get over 40 then. You know, once you put those like chains over the tires, you can't get that Maserati past like 30. But you know, the fact of the matter is, remember in Chicago, this is where we're based out of Chicago, Illinois. Remember that we had Walter Payton who got pinched for speeding all the time. I, I actually did not remember. Oh, uh, we did, and Michael Jordan. Infamous in Deerfield area, uh-huh. Deerfield being where he lived, might still live, don't know. But he also infamous for getting traffic ticket after traffic ticket for just, you know, you, you mm-hmm. get a little itch, you got a fast car, you got an open lane. Mm-hmm. You're in Minnesota for the love of God, eh? Mm-hmm. Oh, don't you know, you hit the gas, you go fast. See, I don't know. I've, <laughs> I've never driven one of those, uh, quote unquote, fast cars. I've right. been in. AMC Pacer guy oh, when the Pacer was discontinued. When that gets up to 45 and starts shaking, was, that's a day. It was a thrill for me at the age of 17, <laughs> no question about it. I was deeply disturbed when AMC canceled the Pacer, but I made the switch over to the Grand Jeep Cherokee, which I've driven for many and many a year. That's a bit of an upgrade, don't you think? I would have thought, like, from the Pacer, you go, no, you no. go, I was, and work your way up. I'm a long-time <laughs> Cherokee Jeep guy. No, I'm with you. My wife's got one. Thank you. But, right. uh, you know, so I don't know, maybe... In some of those souped-up cars, you can actually get up to 100, and you become, like, desensitized. You don't really feel like you're going that fast. Not true. Uh, when I was 17 years old, I, you're talking, like, mid-80s, I had a Camaro Z28 okay. with a 305 engine. Very wow. nice. So me and two of my buddies got on what is Golf Road here in lovely Skokie, Niles, Morton Grove area. Speed limit approximately 35, uh, maybe goes up 40 to a 45, 50 in okay. that area by Harms Woods, which is there's a golf course and there's no street lights for, I think, mm-hmm. like a three-mile stretch where yep. it's just a straight line. And it goes down to about eight miles an hour when you hit the senior yeah, citizen's home. It's about two that's blocks. that, now. you're pretty much done. Yeah, exactly. So we got on in Morton Grove, which is where I lived and where I grew grew up, and it was two of my buddies, and I, and I openly said it was 10 o'clock at night. I said, there's nobody on the road. Road. 
And they looked at me, and I said, okay, well, typical 17-year-old kid. I said, mm-hmm. let's see how fast this thing really goes. Because on the speedometer, it went to 125. Typical 17-year-old kid driving a Camaro? Z28. Okay. Uh, it was the IROC edition. I was quite proud as a kid. Wow. Yeah. wow. That was nice. I liked it. It was used, but whatever. So we get it up to past 125 because we pinned it. We don't know how much it really went after that, but we pinned it. And I will tell you the sensation of your knees starting to, sh- to buckle while you have your foot on the gas. You could literally feel the skin on your face start to pull back. I had two grown, well, they weren't grown men, but they were pretty big guys sitting in the back seat, pretty much just crying for me to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, then having to brake and realizing that you need about a mile distance just to shut down from that speed. Mm-hmm. That, that was an experience I probably will never do in my life again, but I truly cool. enjoyed it. Cool. I may have to do that. And I, and, and I will say, if you're a kid out there listening, don't. Absolutely not. Because honestly, one slight thing jumps in your path, mm-hmm. and you're probably dead. Mm-hmm. But but it was quite an experience. I would have liked that story a little bit better if there were two brunettes in the back and possibly a blonde in the front seat sitting next to an 18-year-old brown. Uh, if there was all that, trust me, I wouldn't be going 125. I'd be pulled <laughs> over somewhere going, hello, darling. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. Two guys at a mic. Brian Bauer sitting in, joining us second time on the show. Here we've been a rotating group of co-hosts, the big dog, Joel Radwanski, our regular co-host, uh, is uh, AWOL, Way Without Leave. Really? We actually know where he is. It's just a matter of getting his rear end in studio, but hopefully he will be back. But, to Brian, great to have you in this studio. I thought maybe TalkZone is- issued the sp- suspension immediately to Joel Redwanski. I've known Joel. I know his habits. Yes. I didn't think he was going to make it through a couple mm-hmm. of weeks, so I thought maybe that was the problem. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not talking about. Is that it? He's always enjoyed leather. I just never thought it would be a straight check. Well, you know, you you, you yeah. enjoy your good weekends, and Joel's always enjoyed oh, every weekend. A little, <laughs> a little psychological reprieve for the big dog. A little quiet time with the four walls can do wonders for people. Bert, Joel will be back in no time. Well, they often say with prisoners, the worst thing you could possibly do is put them in <laughs> solitary confinement, so they have to be with themselves. Yes, I could just imagine what a weekend with Joel is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not good. Every time the guy who brings him the food, you know, comes in for like 30 seconds, yeah. Joel's doing like a sports talk show. Right. Drives the guy completely nuts. Yeah, he's talking about Adrian Peterson. He's doing 109 <laughs> miles an hour. Talk about Matt Forte not being able to get over 500 yards for the year. It's your food, sir. Come on in. Welcome to WSCR 670, the Chicago Bear. Sir, are you okay? All right. But, Brian, great to have you. We mentioned uh, your full-time employment because, as you know, we... Uh, can't make a living here at the talkzone.com. Right, no one's not yet, us. anyways. No, not yet. For our listeners out there, spread the word a little bit. We hope to do so in the not too distant future. But right now, we pay our producer, David Olson, basically any of the little bit money that we make. But you work full time for Beyond the Ivy. Beyond the Ivy, we own three of the rooftops across the street from Wrigley Field. Uh, we have full parties on the top of the rooftops. You can buy tickets to go up there. It's all inclusive, all you can eat and all you can drink for about four hours. <laughs> it's good times. Now, we have a lot of listeners, maybe not. Is familiar with Wrigley Field. We oh, are the sports show yeah. that appeals to the non-sports fans. We True. may have listeners in uh, Aruba, yeah, maybe a Cuba, nice. maybe some of the other mid-continent, mid-east uh, Dominicana, absolutely, yeah, maybe nice. down in the Dominican Republic who really don't understand the concept of what the rooftop experience is at Wrigley Field. Well, basically, what it is, and honestly, I would say the rooftop experience, much like your show, <laughs> not based for the hardcore sports fan. Because you're not going to see the nuance of every pitch, I every play. You're say like way out there and co- or way up and completely out there. Well, as well, yeah, we're across the street on Waveland. Basically, what happens, and this is strictly a Chicago thing, which is what really makes this great, is there are rooftops along Waveland and Sheffield, which are the two streets that go over left okay. field and right field and over Wrigley Field. So you could actually watch the game from a rooftop. Mm-hmm. And the way the rooftops work is, it's a one price to get in, 
and it's all you can eat, all you can drink, mm-hmm. while you watch the game from the rooftop. And believe it or not, the view, especially from our 1038 Waveland location, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see everything. But like I said, you won't see the nuances. You're not close enough to see the pitcher's face. Right. You know, what you do see is the outline. You see the ball. You see everything that's going on. But it's more a social aspect where it's really built for, mm-hmm. hey, you bring a couple of guys who kind of like baseball but not that much. You have a couple of drinks. You have some people up on the roof. It's more of a party than it is the actual game. And then remember, when it's all over, you're dropped off in Wrigleyville which is surrounded by 5,000 bars and 10,000 restaurants. Mm-hmm. So it really is just more of a social event. And a good time was had yeah. by all. Give me a rough estimate if a group goes out there, 15, 20, 25 people, maybe even a group of five or seven, what would it cost per person for what appears to be? I've never experienced really? it, though hopefully with your connection I will in the near future. What would yeah. a uh, approximate yeah. cost be? Assuming I still have a job after coming here on Fridays. Yeah. I, I would say, well, it was it April and May? Because obviously these are those colder months. Mm-hmm. Those are at about $75 a ticket. Includes all, all you can eat, all you can drink. Yeah. And all you can drink? Exactly. And Cub Baseball? Yeah. Now, when you start hitting June, July, August, Uh-oh. you're looking at about 145 Still not bad. And then 195 for the White Sox series. Wow. That's just for that series because it always How much for them. the World Series games? Uh, I'm guessing they'll probably be the same <laughs> price. And then you go to September and it drops back down because, again, it's more uh-huh. of a temperature thing. Okay. People don't want to sit on a rooftop when it's raining and cold mm-hmm. outside. And then Sundays throughout the whole season, it's only $89. Okay. Because it's a kind of an off day. But, I mean, if you want to go out there on a Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. $89, you have some drinks, you have some food, you enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great, reasonable price to get the experience. How about an extremely hot day? I'm picturing a uh, late July, early yes. August day. Now you're up on the rooftop, absolutely baking in heat. Is there covering? Or is it also all you can drink, all you can eat, and all the SPF? 75 that you can put Well, you in might your, want to bring your own SPF. I, I've, okay. I've baked myself a couple of times Ooh. out there. You know, you have a couple of beers, you forget to put some on there. Yes. Next thing you know, you wake up the next day a little bit of a lobster look <laughs> to you. Not good. So, yeah, no, I would say bring it. We do have shelter. I mean, every one of our rooftops has a inclined roof, so you can obviously watch the game from bleachers. Mm-hmm. And what's great is our bleachers aren't regular bleachers. You have an actual tabletop and seats. Mm-hmm. So you're not just sitting at a bleacher on a hard surface. You could have a place to put your beer, your drinks, your food, whatever. But underneath there are seats and there's a little canopy, so you mm-hmm. can sit underneath in the shade. It's Emailer nice. Bo Diddley, who emailed <laughs> really? to Bo Mike, two guys at AOL.com. Bo D wants to know. Bo D. Huh? Bo D. Bo D wants to know, again, the email, if you want to send us emails. We always love uh, reading them. We'll read some over the air. Mike, two guys, MIC number two, guys at AOL.com. He apparently wants to know, after a few beverages, how high is the encasement so that you don't get too excited? Maybe Alfonso Soriano hits a home run. You get excited, all of a sudden you're dropping 85 floors. Well, there is a railing, and there is a waiver that you sign that says if you jump over, it's your own fault. <laughs> That's basically the way it works. Seriously, you have to sign? You, you do. There's a, there's a contract oh. that says that one person will be responsible for however many tickets they buy and for how those people. Is, how high is the railing? We're, well, you got to remember, we're on the third floor. So, no, the railing goes, I'd say, about four or five feet. So okay. if you're a six-foot-tall guy, yeah. it's hitting you in the chest. Okay. You really can't go over that. Okay. You know, if you're smaller than that, you got no chance of jumping over it. So we mm-hmm. do make it as safe as possible. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Thank so you, Beyond the, the, the com. Check it out. All the info we uh, would like to get, and if people are interested, they can go to the website, beyondtheiv.com. Exactly. We if they ask for Brian, any chance they'll get a discount. Feel free to say no. Uh, maybe. If they say they, they saw it on two mics or they, they heard it on two mics, I'll throw mm-hmm. them a little discount. All right. Yeah. Very cool. A little love for the people. By the way, the show is called Two Guys and a Mic. Whatever. Get what the Two mics is. and a guy? Two guys <laughs> and a mic? What happens if you have three guys? Do you alternate the name of it? You go three guys and a mic? Actually, that's a good name, though. When I go solo, we could call the show Two Mics and a Guy. Except you got three mics in here. Wow. Well, 
Yeah, either way. <laughs> Three's a crowd. 888-463-6748, the phone number. When we come back from our break, we will play our football prediction show. That's Beat the Schmoes. It's a football Friday coming up this weekend. College football, Brian, we had a great game last night. Absolutely. The Rose Bowl on the line, great atmosphere. And, of course, some big games coming up this weekend, the one everyone's been waiting for. You want to talk about it, we're right here for you. Alabama and Florida, double B, your early thoughts on maybe the two best teams in the uh, country. I've been waiting all year for these teams to fall off. I, I keep thinking Florida's had so many scares that they've been figured out that this will be the year that they lose, and yet every single game they find a way to pull it out. As much as I loathe Tim Tebow, uh, yeah, I get it. He's a great guy. Uh, whatever. He, to me, he is uh, basically a glorified Tim Crouch. He's going to come out into the pros and get beat up or move to fullback. Doesn't he, matter. He bothers me to no end. And quite frankly, I want Alabama. And this is saying a lot because I don't like Nick Saban at all. No. I actually want Alabama to pull this one off. And it's all going to be contingent on whether their running back comes back. I realize he's slightly injured. But if he doesn't, mm-hmm. he, you know, I'm still saying Alabama in this one. You know, it's interesting you mentioned Florida squeaking a lot of games out this year because... In the beginning of the year, they were supposed to be absolutely dominant, right? Right, and they didn't. One of the great college football teams, potentially of all time. They're undefeated, but they have not been dominant for the most part. No, you've seen a couple of games where you know the teams come up to them and and they've really had to pull it out in the fourth quarter. Which, and we're looking at teams like you know Mississippi, Ole Miss. You're looking at teams that, quite frankly, shouldn't be giving them a problem. You know, these are teams they, they should roll right over. And that's the thing, with how many returning starters they had last year. And some of it might be their own head, where they're like, oh, we're, you know, we won so many championships, we're fantastic. That does creep into guys' heads. I mean, you know, they think they're going to go out there, throw out the ball, and they're going to win by 30. But I would think after the first couple of scares that, you know, the coach goes in there and says, hey, guys, get it out of your head. Start winning one game at a time and start pounding on people. And it still hasn't happened. And that's why I really don't think that even if they get to the national title game, I don't see them winning it because mm-hmm. I, I I think what's happened is complacency has set in. And Tim Tebow or not, I don't think they have it in them. Hmm. Florida, Alabama, I think it's a 3 o'clock game. you got Texas and Nebraska, Big 12 championship. I believe that's in the evening. you got another great game earlier, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. There's not, Brian, a full slate of college football games, right. but the ones that are on the docket – it is quality, if not quantity. Well, it's a championship weekend, if you will. Every yep. one of the, of the conferences that has a championship game, this yeah. is the one they're all going to. MAC Conference, I think. MAC uh, Conference. Is North, Northern Illinois involved? Or? Uh, they are not, but thank you for asking. Yeah, I like to ask. I, I, I don't follow the program that much, but I like to see them do well. Yeah, The fact is, of all the games I'm looking forward to this weekend, obviously you know, Florida, Alabama is number mm-hmm. one. But number two to me is that Cincinnati-Pittsburgh. That's the one I, I'm right with you. That, that's I don't right. know why, but it, I think that's the game to watch. Thank you. I've seen Pittsburgh twice this year. And now, for those of you who don't remember, Dave Wonset, the coach of Pittsburgh, yes. was the head coach of the Chicago Bears. Sensitive topic here in the Sensitive city of Chicago. Sensitive topic. When I just say the name Dave Wonset, a lot of people want to punch you in the face was, for no was, apparent reason. It was not a good nine years. He only coached here for four years, but yeah. to us it felt like nine not a great experience. Bad mustache. Yeah, we got guys flying around. Yeah. Uh, we drafted good. Nice guy. Uh, he got an elbow. He's got a shank. Nice got guy. A wonderful family man. Not a good professional football no, head not coach. at all. So so we all thought he was done. Then he went down to Miami to be with Jimmy Johnson, and I thought he was done there as well. I and thought his pro so career the people was finished. In Miami. I thought maybe defensive coordinator from there on out. And he shows up at Pittsburgh, his alma mater. And for a while there, he was on the bubble. Then all of a sudden this year, he's put together a great season. They got a great quarterback. I've watched them three times this year, and i got to tell you, Cincinnati, as good as they are, mm-hmm. I think Pittsburgh's got a chance to pull this one out. Mm-hmm. Freshman running back who's very, very good. Cincinnati, 
Cincinnati. Cincinnati. In football. The Bearcats. I mean, up until a couple of years ago, Cincinnati in football was like, it was like an intramural program. Right. It was almost like Hofstra. They were just going to get rid of the program. I remember I was down on the campus at Cincinnati, like seven, eight years, nine years ago, coaching in a tournament and and the basketball facility. They had like five gyms out there. It's all about basketball. I'm not exaggerating that much, maybe a little bit. And we went out to the football practice field. (laughs) And it was like not even 100 yards. The goalposts were bent. What was it, like 50 yards yeah. and half the width? That was their practice field. I mean, obviously, they had a regular field, and the players, they looked overweight. They looked heavy. The well, goal- sure, because they don't have to run the full 100 yards in practice. <laughs> <laughs> the go- they run the 100-yard sprint. It's a 50-yard field. All right, do whatever. Yeah, run it twice. All right. Yeah. The goalposts were bent. I'm not exaggerating that much, maybe just a, a, a little bit. Were they bent inwards or outwards? Um, sidewards. See, again, that doesn't help the kicker. If you go in, at least it gives him a harder kick. As best I can recollect, it was signed. But the point is, though, it was a complete basketball school all oh, of yeah. a sudden. Oh, yeah. I don't know how the heck they did it, but Cincinnati's become a football school. And their team this year, A, they're fun to watch. B, their quarterback is NFL material. And oh, yeah. C, they play with a swagger. Mm-hmm. And it's Cincinnati. Right. Who was Cincinnati to play with? But they play. They're not real big. No. But they play with a swagger. They're fun to watch. And you're right. They shouldn't have a swagger. They're Cincinnati. But I will say this. I think it's like five, six years ago, Cincinnati redid their main field and athletic area mm-hmm. where they put a weight room at the end, similar to what Illinois did a couple okay. of years ago as well. Mm-hmm. The field itself looks great. And they straighten the goalposts. Well, no, because what they want the kicker to do is, you know, imagine it actually inward so he has a harder <laughs> kick so when he kicks in a wider one. <laughs> He has the, you know, that feeling of, oh, it's easier. So, so that's good. No, and Coach Kelly, by the way, the guy who's the head coach at Cincinnati, this yes. is not his first program that he's built up. He's no. built up a couple of programs. Yep. He might and, be building up another one. Yeah, he's on the short list for uh, good old Notre Dame, mm-hmm. the Golden Domers. Mm-hmm. And my thoughts on Notre Dame are very simple. Their demise has made me smile for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So go on. <laughs> I think uh, David Olson has put together a, our producer a highlight tape. Yeah. Of Notre Dame football for this year under Charlie Weiss. I believe we have it set. Waiting here is our 10 second highlight tape of Notre Dame football for the 09 season. That actually was not broken. That was no, the actual that was actually, tape. That's the tape. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a cheap shot because they did have some. If you really want to see the highlights, it was Charlie Weiss at the buffet right after the game. <laughs> that was a highlight, my friend. That was... <laughs> Salad land. He comes headed over the dessert line. He's heading over to the roast beef pork line. Look out, pork line. Look out. Nah. Offensive linemen are ducking out of the way. We wish yeah. Charlie Weiss the best of luck, no. and I said it early on, and I honestly believe this. Michael Floyd, when he was healthy, and Golden Tate, yes. Brian, I've been following yeah. college yeah. football for a lot of years, right. and I've heard this brought up on other sports shows uh, of recent, but we brought it up a couple of weeks ago. They are, in my opinion, in my 53 years of watching college football, the two best receivers I've ever seen on one team. And that's a college pretty level. strong statement. College level. Yeah, I'm trying to go back. You got Chris Carter at Ohio State, who was his partner. Yeah, you're right. It's tough to pick two that were this good at the uh, same school. I'll show you how great Michael Floyd was. Yeah. Before he got hurt last year and this year, he was the main guy. Golden yeah. Tate was a, a second. He was a close second, but he was. Se- when Floyd went out, we saw how sensational Golden Tate is. Top receiver in the country. A, he'll probably be invited to the Heisman ceremony. I mean, he's that great of a player. He was the number two guy right. behind Michael Floyd. I hope Floyd recovers from his injury. That's how great those two guys are. Golden Tate was the number two. Floyd gets injured. He becomes the top receiver, not on Notre Dame, right. but in the country. See, with me, I, I never thought it was the offense that was the problem. I thought Clawson was pretty good. I thought the offensive line was pretty solid. I love Tate. 
And I really didn't get a big enough sampling of Floyd because he was injured as much as he was. When he did play, he was great, but you could tell he was hobbled. Mm-hmm. He never looked like he was at a full-out sprint. Yep. Whereas Tate, you saw him you know, recovering onside kicks, trying to put the team on his shoulder. Offensively, Notre Dame has never been the issue this season. Defensively, and, and that's where it always bothers me when you get these coaches who are one side or the other and they seem to just throw one of their buddies in as a coordinator on the other side of the ball. You've got to go out of the box and get yourself, if you're a defensive-minded coach, and this happens all the time, go out and get a great offensive coordinator and give him the reins. Let him go. And in this case, Charlie Weiss is a great offensive coordinator, and, and I tell you, he will be in the pros next year coaching somebody's offense again. Yep. But he never got himself a great defensive coordinator. That defense, to me, looked pedestrian at best. Mm-hmm. And when you see guys like Gerhard over at Stanford, and by the way, take nothing away from him. I've only seen him a couple of games, and I thought he was just a big, slow white guy. turns out... He runs like a four or five. He's more than just a slow white guy. He's got he, himself some some pop. He and is some moves. big yeah. and he is white. Yeah, but not maybe not necessarily maybe not slow. slow. It's just the implication. But you know when you see guys like him just running over guys. I mean that was not the Notre Dame defense of old. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame defense, and this is coming from a Michigan guy who could care less what Notre Dame did. But Notre Dame of old had a stout stout defense, and they mm-hmm. definitely didn't have that the last couple. And of I, years. I can't figure it out because uh, over the last four years, ever since Charlie Weiss. Became the coach, and we're going to take a quick break here on the talkzone.com. Dial it up. Beat the Schmoes football prediction show when we come back, 888-463-6748. But, Brian, all I would read about for the past four years, yeah. I follow the high school recruiting websites a little bit at least. Sure. And, you know, all the, not all, but He's more, than, top more, 10 than, recruits more class. than any yeah. other school, you'd hear this guy going to Notre Dame, yeah. this great player, signs at Notre Dame, and a lot of them were big, strong guys. So, for four years... Of having top recruits, lots of them. How could their defense be so bland? Well, the problem is Clawson, offensive side of the ball. Tate, offensive side of the ball. Floyd, offensive side of the ball. Sometimes you got to go to the other side of the ball and get some guys. I mean, look at, to me, Northwestern never gets a top 10 recruiting class, and don't they have the same record as Notre Dame this year? Better. There you go. I mean, it just goes to show you, sometimes you got to have great coaching to teach young men how to play. Words of wisdom from Double B, Brian Bauer, our co-host today. Two mics, two guys and a mic. David Olson, our producer. We'll take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. Back with Beat the Schmoes on a Football Friday. Time to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. And it is Brian Bauer on a beautiful, beautiful, if not slightly chilly day here in the fine city of Chicago. It is Football Friday. Football Friday! Football Friday! Take it easy. Move 42! Take it easy. Settle down. Easy. Red, number 52. Split right. Omaha. Omaha. 47 left. Hut. Hut, 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 hut. By the way, have you ever noticed, now that they got the boom mics that go towards the field more, yes. you can actually hear the court. 
Every one of them yells Omaha. It used to be just Peyton Manning. I don't even know what the hell it means. They just seem to be really big fans of Omaha. It's a total fake out, but oh, it, does, it, it does sound cool. Yeah, you just start pointing around and you go, Omaha, yeah. Omaha. Meantime, yeah. the offensive lineman's sitting in that stands going, listen, just hike the damn ball. I'm just squatting for 20 minutes. <laughs> All right, 888-463-674. Any three games you want to pick, high school, college, or pro against the point spread, if you tie us... It's like Vegas, folks. Ty goes to the dealer. Right. Ty's like kissing your sister. The schmoes. Brian, you are playing as part of a team called the co-hosts. Yes. And so far, the co-hosts are a four and two on the year. Really? Not too bad. The beautiful and lovely paradise went 0 and three week Ooh. one. Came back with a three and 0 last oh. week, uh, two weeks ago. I was gone last very week. Very so nice. Count. So evened it up at, five, you know, at yeah. three and three. Nice. A, a very nice bounce back week yeah. for paradise. And if you've seen paradise, you know, she's very good at the bounce back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I started oh, off geez. 0-3 and then rebounded dramatically with a 1-2. and Followed that up with an 0-3. So my Ooh. debut here on the TalkZone.com, yeah. I am living up to the Schmo Regalia. I'm 1-8 on the year. That's true. That's not, not good. good. Nah, that, that makes it easy for people to beat the Schmoes. Yeah. Right. If, so if I were out there, you know my illustrious hero, uh, uh, history of picking games. Yes, not good. Huh? Not bad. Not great. Not bad. If I was out there, if I was a betting man, right. I would follow my bets because the odds are bound to even out. How's that for quality advice? So your theory is because you've been <laughs> so bad for three weeks. It's just a theory. That, that you know what, the only way to go from here on out is up. So therefore, follow your bets. It's, it's just a theory. I, I, I said, didn't say it's a good one. I will say the same thing theory. to you that I said to my uncle who called me Thursday morning during Thanksgiving <laughs> to ask me for picks for last week's games. I say, if you're going to listen to me at Thursday morning at 9 a.m., you're going to lose money. But I'll give them to you anyway. And that's exactly how I'll handle this week. Uh, at least you were honest <laughs> with them. Yeah. All and right. I, actually, I was wrong. He actually won money on the weekend, which is kind of strange. Okay. Like right. true gentlemen we are, with your permission, we'll let uh, the beautiful, the lovely, paradise. the often curvaceous one, paradise, go first. Okay. We have two dice. It's a green dice and a white dice. The white dice is for the home team. What I like is that they're not hardened at the edges. They're rounded off kind of nicely. Okay. So go on. Who are we playing? Please don't say hardened and or rounding off, uh, rounded <laughs> off when you're talking. The beautiful, lovely paradise. First game, yes. Dallas and New York Giants. A good Dallas ball game. The at NFC East Giants. at stake. Who's the home game at New York? Giants are home. So Giants are green. Giants four to two. So Giants will win this game. She likes the Giants over Dallas. Okay. Interesting. What was the point spread on that? Most females go with the Tony Romo, but um, well, some people like Peyton Manning is big ears. Or Cowboys Eli, on the road, favored by two. Vegas has okay. finally given What's up on the Giants. All right, game two. Game two. Let's go with um. Let's go with the New England Patriots right. at the Miami Dolphins. Patriots favored by three. Miami is home. Upset time, Miami. Apparently the green wow. dice heavier today. They're saying wow. Miami at least covers the spread of three and a half. Getting three points. Versus three, according England. to this, three points. Three points. Three sorry, sorry. I was trying okay. to help them out a little bit. All right. And the final game, and I like this matchup, maybe the most interesting matchup of the weekend, the undefeated Colts at home. Oh, good game. Against the Tennessee Titans, who were 0-6. They're now 5-6. and I like this matchup. One word, Chris Indianapolis, six-point favorite. They're the home team. Paradise. Sweep. The home team takes it. Paradise liking the Indy Colts 2-1. to So not confident, but she'll take it. Indy over Tennessee. i got to be honest. I like Tennessee in that game. 
just yeah. to win straight right. out. The way Chris Johnson's been playing that offense has been going. That's unbelievable. I, I think, honestly, they've got it in uh-huh. their head that they cannot be beaten. I think if Anthony, I keep wanting to say Anthony, Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson. wanted to go that fast, oh. instead of riding his uh, Lamborghini or whatever it was, he could have just jumped on the back of Chris Johnson. What's sick is watching Chris Johnson when he bounces it to the outside. Oof. It's like a man running against boys. Yeah. He just kicks into that second and third gear, yeah. and guys who run four four forties right. are trailing backwards. Yeah, it's those, unbelievable. Those boys that you're talking about are some of the fastest humans on this planet. And they can't catch him. He is an he is the best yeah. running back where, right now. Where did he come from? What college? I thought he was an Eastern Carolina product. Man, oh, man. And I remember him seeing him there, and the, the knock was he was too small, he was too thin, mm-hmm. and he probably would be better suited at wide receiver with his speed. Yeah. Well, whoever well, gave him that knock might as well take their knuckles that were doing believe, the knocking and knock themselves on the head. I believe he was a, a prodigy of Holtz's son. Holtz's son was the coach down Skip, there. The skipper? Skip, yeah, the skipper. So that, that's when they had their nice little run. He yeah. was their, their running back. There you go. Yeah. All right, uh, Brian Bauer, our esteemed co-host, the co-host of a four- in two record. Nice. On Beat the Schmoes. Bringing you down. We are highly anticipating <laughs> your picks. Well, first of all, I go out to Denver. Oh, actually, I go to Cleveland. Sorry. They are playing the San Diego Chargers, giving 13 the Chargers are to the Browns. I have loved the Chargers because North Turner every year does this thing where they go down 04, 05. Mm-hmm. They don't win games, and they turn around and turn it around. And LaDainian Tomlinson is starting to look like LT of old. I'm taking the Chargers, and I'll give up the 13 points. Interesting. Interesting. San Diego on the road. Sandy, but it's again, it's Give Cleveland. It 13. It's Cleveland. It's it almost like a home game. Nobody, to nobody's going to be there. I feel bad for the dog pound down in Cleveland. I great, do too. Great football fans. And I've heard some rumors about coaches who are interested in going there and programs and people who are interested in going there. Holmgren, apparently, if he doesn't oh. go to Seattle as a GM, I'd take that job in a minute. Well, Cleveland, not, a great football city. That atmosphere, that environment. The and Cleveland Browns Honestly, your tradition. standards are so low. Huh? Your standards are so low. You well, win yeah, four games, it's been a great season. If you turn yeah. that program around, you become a football god in Cleveland. Exactly. Now we go out to Arizona. And no, when Arizona. this weather is like this, who wouldn't want to go out to Arizona? Wow. The Vikings are giving only three and a half to the Cardinals. Mm. The Cardinals. It's the giving season. It's the holiday Now, I season. realize both teams have great offensive weapons, but I look at the Vikings and I see that defense as well. And you know what? I'll give up that three and a half. I'm going to go the Minnesota Vikings giving up three and a half to Arizona. Dangerous man that you are at Arizona? At Arizona. Can Brett Favre pass in the sunshine? You won't have to. Just hand it off to Adrian Peterson, who's probably been yelled at about fumbling, and he runs drives his car really fast. He's had a bad <laughs> week. There's going to be a lot of anger in that young man. He's going to run over some people. There it is. Minnesota over Arizona. The Vikings to keep on keeping on. According to our esteemed co-host, Brian Bauer. Yes. And then the final game, what I would like to call the Garbage Bowl. Uh-oh. Yes. My friends, we head out to Carolina, <laughs> where we see the hapless Panthers taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Exactly. Nobody else would watch this game. But me, I have interest in it, and I'm not sure why. Jake DeLome, who's had problems all year long in throwing interception, well, it turns out he had broken his hand. So there's a good chance he might not even play in this game. Mm-hmm. That brings in his backup, Moore, who's never played an NFL game. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt Moore. Matt Moore. And the Buccaneers, honestly, for all they've lost, they haven't lost poorly. Which gives me to say that if you're giving, you're getting six points from the Panthers, take the six. I'm going to take the Buccaneers in this one. Tampa Bay, the pick of Brian Bauer, Minnesota. On the road and the San Diego Chargers on the road. Your Actually, three, all three are road games. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Your three picks nicely, nicely done. You want to compete against the Schmoes? Beat the Schmoes every football Friday here on Two Guys and a Mike, 888-463-6748. Or you can email in your predictions at Mike, two guys, M-I-C number two, Mike, two guys at AOL.com. All right. Very quickly, Brian, I'm going to try to, uh, 
break a rather bad losing streak. Very good, good luck with that. Yeah. Starting a new program, and I start off one and eight. Huh? All right, I'm going to take uh, the Washington Redskins over the New Orleans Saints, getting nine and a half points. The Redskins are at home. New Orleans just had their big win right. on Monday night. A little bit of a lit down. Yeah, maybe. Could be. It's a trap Maybe. game with that nine and a half. That's a tough spread. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm taking the Skins game two, Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars, five and six against six and five. It's a pick 'em. It is. Which is interesting because the Texans have a worse record yeah. and they're on the road. Yeah. So my instincts say, well, there must be a reason that it's a pick 'em. So I'm going to go with my instincts and say, you know what? The Houston Texans are going to defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars and my guy Matt Shaw will throw for Oh, 365 yards. It's an interesting pick. Am I overthinking myself? Well, uh, now I've found out why you went one, one and eight. But go on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. I was using a very light pencil this morning. I'm yes. trying to I circle the wins, but now I can't read my circles. Bigger glasses. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, better pencil is actually what I need. I can't. What the, where the hell did I go here? I was going to pick the Falcons over the Eagles. Right. But then I realized that uh, Mr. Matt Ryan. Yeah. Not playing for Atlanta, and then I started to erase that particular circle. You didn't like that one, huh? Huh? I had a third game. Right, I'm going to go with uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. The Titans. the Titans over the Indianapolis Colts. Hesitantly, I must admit. See, I like that pick. I, I know that was on my list. That was I the one know. I originally circled, and then I said, you know what? Eh, because it is Indianapolis. They have it's, a way of just putting up points on you when you're not looking. Right. Yeah. And the game's at Indy. Right. And you're only, I'd like it a little better if I was getting nine or ten. Exactly. But imagine Chris Johnson on that turf. Just imagine. Ooh. And you got to remember, these spreads are all based on gambling. People who do mm-hmm. gamble. They'll affect the spread one way or another. And the way Tennessee's been playing, I'm sure there's a lot of play on Tennessee this week. There it is. The Schmoes have spoken. Paradise, double B, our co-host today, myself, the coach. We'll go out to the phone lines, 888-463-6748. You want to make your football picks. David Olson, can we sneak in a call or do we got to take a break? He's got one digit up. I think that means... You're number one. <laughs> Except usually you don't use that finger for your I'm number hoping. one. <laughs> I'm not sure if that means answer the call or coach has been a long week. And I'm, I'm going to hope it's, it's answer the call. All right, out to the phone lines we go. Checking in from the fine city of Chicago, it's caller Jim checking in. Jim! Jim! Hey, you guys staying warm today? Yeah, we're we're in here along. together. It's nice and padded. Coach yeah. keeps hugging me. Yeah, it's kind of nice As long and warm, as I got yeah. paradise in my hands, Jimmy, I'm a happy man. You sound like you're having fun. Well, that's what happens when you're married. <laughs> paradise makes you happy. So, <laughs> oh, oh, wow. what You got some picks for us, Jim? Yeah, I was thinking about doing that. It's it's uh, it's rough after watching real football teams last Monday. Yeah. Well, I was actually thinking after last night because I thought Oregon Oregon State was a better game than wow. the Bills and Jets. I do. Uh, yeah. When we we'll finish and beat that, the yeah. Schmozer, I do want to talk about that game. That was good stuff. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm staying away from the Bears. I can't bet against them, and I really, you know, I just can't go that way. Uh, even though they're terrible, but I am going to take the Texans over the Jaguars. I agree with you there. Okay. Houston over Jacksonville. He's agreeing with me, Brian. He's right. not a, no. not off to a good start. Already 0 for 1. Okay, go on. <laughs> um, I'm going to disagree with you on the Saints and the Redskins, though. Okay. I don't think it'll be that much of a letdown. They just look too damn good to uh, not take them. I wouldn't care if the spread was 15. Mm-hmm. You know, but 9.5, I don't think that's he's, too much to he's overcome. He's got a point. The, yeah. way they, the way they looked on Monday night, Brian, on. Stop. I'm already looking forward to a Minnesota Viking New Orleans championship awesome. match. Fantastic! I would hope it, that would be fantastic. I hope neither one gets upset because that would be a heck of a game. My only thinking is, what part of the offense do you stop? You can't stop the run because any passes on you can't stop the pass because then they run on you. Viking defense a little bit better than New Orleans. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. 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 Jimmy, defense, those but, two... uh, but offensive wise, I'm, I'm still going with New Orleans on that oh, one. Oh, yeah. Even with the two teams being yeah. what they are. I yeah. would agree. Jim, if those two teams played straight up right now and you had to play a beat the schmo football prediction, who would you go with? The Vikings or the Saints on a neutral field? I would have to take the Saints because their receivers can create separation, unlike the Bears. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how good your defense is, if you can't keep up with the different schemes they got going. Mm-hmm. Man, they got some coaching over there. They got some guys that are talented, and they got coaches that know how to tell them what to do. That's a great point. Right. The quarterback's on the same page with those guys. Yep. And he's just got too many weapons. You know, it's a great you point. De- you can't defend everything. I mean, you can't possibly defend all the looks that they gave him on Monday. They got talent, but they got a system, and then they know how to use the players within that system. Caller Jim, you're right on, my friend. Okay, thanks, Coach. Uh, that's one of the few times I've been right this year because I think my record on this show is the same as yours. <laughs> well, you got to stop going with his picks. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I guess uh, that would be one way to look at it. Um, but I want to take the Chiefs at home against the Broncos. Uh, that, that'll be my third pick. Chiefs at Broncos. Kansas City at home. Not many people in Beat the Schmoes have taken. The KC Chiefs, caller Jim Bryan, a brave man. That's a, that's a way to step out. Talk about your garbage bowl part, too. There's another game I don't think a lot of people have a lot of interest in. Yeah, it's a big in. game for Denver. Oh, it's a big game for Kansas City. It One is. step closer to the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Orton's playing in that game, so if he's playing in that game, uh, who knows. Uh, managing the game, trying to manage it. And I don't think he's going to make a lot happen there. Yeah, one, a one-game turnaround isn't going to, you know, they're going back on a losing trail. No question about it. Hey, Jimmy, great to hear from you. We appreciate the calls, appreciate your support on the program, and uh, have a good weekend. Be safe, and don't drive 109 in a 55 speed limit. Will you please? It's been a lot of years since I've done that, Coach. I've gotten older and wiser, well, at least older, I guess. But you have done that. Oh, and then some. All right. See, I'll tell you, I think everybody does it once or tries to. And if their vehicle can't do it, you go as fast as that vehicle can go, which is like 50, 60. Put a daily quandary. We'll ask all our callers out there, what's the fastest You've ever gone for me? It's probably well, if you're maybe in a, a ninety, a ninety-one. See, that's pretty solid for a pacer. Huh? Well, I'm hoping it wasn't the pacer though. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> David Olson, our producer guy, who. Uh, Judging with a little bit, I know, David, I'm going to guess uh, in his quiet time when he's all alone. Yeah. He's he's revved it up in triple digits a few times. We're still talking about driving? No. Okay. Shit! 4636748. Brian Power in the house. Two guys and a mic back in about uh, 28 seconds. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone 
And we are back. Final segment, one hour, actually about 57 minutes to be exact. It flies by, Brian Bauer. It really does. We need like a, a two to four hour shift somewhere. Can we get that done? David, is there any way we can pull it in a four hour? I'm sure one hour is more than you could take of us. But either way, yeah, I was going to say, we, we talked about that early in the week. Right. We're trying for two hours. Many of our listeners have emailed in and telling our general manager right. maybe like 20 minutes might be enough. I completely understand their so. point as well. But, you know, <laughs> especially on a national side, like now this being basically international, because honestly, as long as you have internet, you can you can listen to it. Our show is being heard in seven different continents, parts of Connecticut as well. I, I love the guy up in Antarctica still trying to figure out paradise. What the hell is up there? <laughs> Paradise. <laughs> you know, the guy in Africa just started going out there, doesn't understand what we're talking about. Honey, you understand? Beat the schmo. Yeah, no, I don't understand it. What schmo? What schmo? They're looking in the English-Japanese yeah. dictionary. No, yeah. no schmo, no schmo. Two guys are interesting, but no comprende beat the schmo. And what guy named Mike? What now? You know, Mike and Mike in morning, he Mike. Who Who these two? No Mike. Brian Coach, no Mike. Bring Mike! <laughs> It's the beauty of the internet, Brian. <laughs> I take exactly, pride yeah. in the fact that we are being heard in countries that uh, have no idea what we are saying. Well, one day, Coach, I'd love to see this show go for, because this way, if we are international, we can not only talk about our football, our basketball, yes. our hockey, especially the city of Chicago. Hockey excited. I'm going to the Hawks game tonight. Uh, as they take on, I believe, is the Panthers. But either way, I, you know, I'd love to talk a little bit more. Like today is the big World Cup poll for the poll. They're going to say... What groups yes. or what teams that's mm-hmm. coming up today? There's a bunch of other stuff to talk about internationally that I love to talk about. One day, Coach. One day. Mm-hmm. Four well, or can, five hours. You're, you're the co-host today. You can bring up any topics you want. I actually had soccer on my notes, too, is the uh, women's Final Four is this weekend. Really? Do we know who's in the Final Four? Notre Dame taking on North Carolina. Very nice. Both schools in, uh, always put you know out what? professionals. I'm not sure. I think Duke against somebody in game two. There's a girl at North Carolina, last name Nagara. Her father was Victor Nagara. Uh, he used to be a very famous professional in, uh, goalkeeper, both indoor and outdoor in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, his daughter started playing when she was five years old, played nothing but men's teams through high school, through college. Like now that she's in college at North Carolina, she's obviously on, on the fast track to being on the national team. She, I have watched her play the most talented young woman since Mia Hamm, possibly better. Mm-hmm. So if you get a chance, watch North Carolina and look for her. I believe her name is Casey Nagara. Is she on our United States Women's she, World Cup team? She's been on the World Cup team, but when she was last time, she was 16, 17 okay. years old. Not a lot of playing time. They'd throw her in last couple of minutes of a game. But she might well, be on our next Next one. World Cup, I think she she's a dead mm-hmm. fast tracker to be on that team. All right, and I will tell you, for the uh, and I coach high school girl athletes over the years, one of the best things female athletes can do, maybe the best thing. Right is to compete at an early age like this young lady, Mr. Guerra, against the guys. Oh, I know a lot of people have done that. I mean, people who want to play softball, what they'll do is play on fast-pitch baseball leagues, little mm-hmm. leagues growing up, just so they can keep with the faster pace of the eye. Mm-hmm. So when they do play against girls, it's a yeah. slower pace for Absolutely. them. Absolutely. In this case, in soccer especially, until the weight starts to be an issue. You know, at a certain age, men just start getting a lot heavier than girls do. You know, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, you could, if you're still a great player, you could still be a great player. Mm-hmm. You know, once you start getting into your teens, all of a sudden there's an issue with pushing shoving. But you know what I say? If you're good at something, go against the highest competition possible and mm-hmm. see how far you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no problem with that, whether that was, it be golf or anything else. That was Mr. Wee's theory with Michelle. It didn't quite, maybe no. that was too much too soon, yeah. but uh, that is outstanding. And real quick, before the show winds up, I do want to talk about the uh, Civil War, if we could. 
You want to talk about the North and South? I yeah. obviously thought the Yankees always had a chance to win. I didn't really Not like the South stance on everything. Honestly, they had to come up with a better plan in the South. I think they could have pulled this one out. By the way, and beat the Schmoes yeah. back in the, uh, what was it, the 1860s? You went with the I South. Heard, I, I picked the South. <laughs> it was the beginning of the end. Paradise, by the way, went with the North. Really? I went with the French-Indian War. I completely missed that one altogether. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. Jeez. <laughs> oh, beat the Schmoes, the war version. That may right. be, uh, we're, we may be coming out with that for the holiday season. Whoa! The holiday season is here. But I did want to talk about the Civil War. Oregon, Oregon State. Oregon State. And I mentioned it yesterday when Jordan Burnfield was in the show, did a great job, by the way, that I really hadn't watched a lot of Oregon, Oregon State football. But right. I knew this game. Right. The winner was going to go to the Rose Bowl, so I taped it. Sure. Tuned in in my true tradition, watched the second half at 5.30 this morning. Oi. It's actually a good thing. I nice just can't get up coffee. that early. It's nice and quiet yeah. and everything. But uh, it was a great, great game. Great game. Awesome athletes, awesome atmosphere, everything good about college football, Brad. And if I could kick myself in the groin, I would, because I watched the majority of the Jets-Bills yeah, games, which, by the way, was in Canada, which you know, I still find very weird. You told me before the show. Yeah, that's, I know. That's, that's, I that's know. Right. I know. You got mundane NFL right. football, and you got I the Civil War it. on the other side. I know, and I made the mistake. See, I have a couple of shows I like to watch on Thursday that preempt my sports viewing, so I, so I TiVo everything. Uh, so I'll watch Flash Forward. Don't know if you caught that, but it's a fantastic show. And this was the last show till March. And then after that, I watched Fringe, you know, which again, you know, last show for a while. So I wanted to watch both. So I TiVoed the Bills Jets for, just because I watch NFL football and I love football. And then I realized halfway through watching the Bills Jets that, oh my God, I'm missing Oregon, Oregon State. So I flip over because it was a later start. It didn't start till like eight o'clock. I want to say because yep. it's on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for the game earlier, didn't find it, didn't think about it, came back to it a little bit late and could have kicked myself because it was such a great game. Both you just look at the speed of the two teams. And I hadn't seen Oregon State play all year long, but I'd seen Oregon about three times. Great game. And I, my only thing I would say to anybody is Oregon, please pick a freaking uniform. How many different variations of that uniform do they have? You know, Jordan said the same thing. And, yeah. you know, to watch out for Oregon's uniforms, the ugliest in football. Oh. They look, they look fine to me. At one point, you had yellow helmets and green and yellow, and then you had orange and black, and it was just a big mix. And I told my wife I was watching Beavers versus Duck, and she slapped me, and I told her it was it was football. <laughs> you know, it was just an odd combination of looks. And and you know what? The Oregon has a couple of looks I like: the green helmet with the white on white, or the green mm-hmm. with white and green. But once you start throwing in the yellow and everything else, it's a tough I, view. Man. In high not, definition, my eyes hurt. I did not feel your pain on that one. <laughs> I was uh, warned in it by our host yesterday, yeah. but I watched and I didn't didn't quite get that with the Oregon uniform, but we agree it was a great game. Great yeah. athletes in the game. Very excited. The atmosphere, the Oregon fans were awesome. I don't know how much that stadium seats, maybe 70,000, 60,000. Tough to tell. I think they allotted, what would you say, about 200 tickets for Oregon State fans? Yeah. Did you see where they were? <laughs> yeah, in the like, corner. Way- <laughs> That's the way they always do it on road games. Well, I love that. Usually there's a few more road fans, but there was like... There- well, and Oregon State hadn't had a great year by any means. I mean, they were a good year. Well, but they're Ranked number 17 in the country. Yeah, but they weren't going to go... I mean, they're not going to a national championship, and you know, the away team never gets as many tickets as the home team, mm-hmm. so it's always kind of a hard yeah, sell. Yeah, and was- it might be similar to like some of our our Illinois Midwest teams where you don't want to be a road team fan in the stadium because you never mm-hmm. know what's getting thrown at you or how it's going. So mm-hmm. it might just be a safety issue. Mm, but nice. I do love that when they give you the sky view of a game and it'll be like 30% or 75% one color and just this little sliver of a section that's the alternate color. Very nice. It was a great ball game. Great, great game. Love the celebration afterwards. The Oregon fans storming the field. They held on to beat Oregon State. Oregon State had the lead. Yeah. For a good portion of the game, but uh, man, like half the stadium came down. Yeah, it was one of the best celebrations I've seen, and, and the highlight of it, if you watched it, 
was the uh, Oregon Duck, the mascot. Yeah. He got lifted up. <laughs> and, I, you know, at first I think he was, it's hard to tell if the guy, he's always smiling, right? Because right. he's got the, the head thing inside the costume. Right. After a while, I don't think he was smiling. They wouldn't let him down. Nope. They're tossing him up in the air, <laughs> and he's he's being passed up and down. But and right. then they all they and, had the and Oregon Ducks. Let's be Ducks. honest. Some mascots aren't necessarily men. No, I'm, I know. I'm, that. I'm just saying. So yeah. I, I know a couple in the city. So I'm just saying that you know maybe it's a young lady who's getting uh, a little, a little, little squeeze and pull, and she didn't even know it, and she didn't want any part of it. You I, never I'm know. guessing that was you know you know fun at first, but yeah, they, they sure. were tossing her up or tossing him up, whatever the mascot right. was. For like about 15 minutes, they also had a Santa Claus that they had lifted up on their shoulders. Yeah, that's just weird. What's with the huh? Santa Claus? Let's yeah, keep it, but it was, let's it keep was fun to see. And by the way, speaking of mascots, did you see the thing in ESPN, the magazine, about the Penn State mascot? I did not. I, I'm kind of bothered because I like the mystique of nobody knowing who the person in the mascot is. I know mm-hmm. in, in like pro sports, they're very territorial about who they are. They never want that to get out. It's right. a very big point. So there's a whole spread on being the Penn State mascot, the Nittany Lion. Who, by the way, it looks like the weakest mascot I've ever seen in my life. Uh-huh. It just it looks like a scrawny, you know, cat. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So anyway, that was just my one point on mascots. Best mascot in all of sports, by the way, is no longer um, allowed to participate. The chief, Chief Alinaway. I thought you were going with Western Kentucky's Big Red Blob. I like the Red Blob. Also. <laughs> I do love the Red Blob. You get, I, you get the Red Blob and the Chief together, and I, for one, am a happy man. Yeah, me too. All yeah. right, yeah. Well, that that goes back to the whole Seminoles. As long as you pay off mm-hmm. the Seminole tribe, you can still be a Seminole. But if you're an you know a lion eye, mm-hmm. you can't do it because obviously you haven't paid off the right people. Yeah. So. Also, we had a, a college coach resign yesterday. The rotund one, Mark Mangino. It has not <laughs> been a good year for heavy coaches. Well, you know, again, he, he, he makes Charlie Weiss look healthy. He does, doesn't he? There's a lot of pasta being eaten in Mangini's wow. area. That, that's one big dude. Yeah. Uh, but listen, the way he treated his, his players, some of the things that came out about what he said yep. during the locker room. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't talk about a player's family. You don't yeah. talk about a player's history. Yep. You don't, you know, you don't tell people about, you know, alcohol problems. Mm-hmm. They just, there's stuff that has to keep between you and your player. And if you bring that up as a motivational tactic that basically embarrasses them, to me, that that's old school coaching, and that doesn't work anymore. I agree. Yeah. I agree. No place for that at all. No. Notice, however, two years ago when they were twelve and one, best season ever in right. Kansas history. Sure. Nobody talked about the abusive language. All of a sudden, the team starts to lose a little bit, and the players start to coming out. Some of the players that are no longer part of the program. Right. Well, th- there's two issues with this. One, we just didn't know Mangini. He was relatively new to the program when they were one. To, when they were winning, right? I mean, two years ago, was yeah. he like the second year or third mm-hmm. year coach? So those of us outside who were just looking at it as outsiders mm-hmm. didn't know what his personality was, didn't know any of And when you're winning, you tend to shut up. You know, as, as a player, mm-hmm. you just want to get through your years, your four years. And if you don't like the coach, you just try to get through and get out. Rashard Mendenhall with the with the Steelers yep. after he got out started talking about his coach yep. former coach Zook, you know so so there's a lot of things that go on that way where players just wait till they're out to say something because mm-hmm. if they say something during they might get ostracized might never play again moment of silence for the coaching career of Mark Mangino that's long enough thank you very much <laughs> I will say by the way not only a large man but he might have the biggest head that I've ever seen have you ever been on Deadspin.com yes yes. There is a picture today of, of a plane from the inside, and you and it's, you see all the passengers' backs, mm-hmm. and they have this ginormous 300-pound man who looks from the backside like Mangini, just spilling out into the seat, and it says, Mangini leaves uncomfortably. <laughs> it's just a great headline and a great picture. Don't not know the actual are. Mark Mangini. No, I don't think enough. so. I don't think so, but it, it was a great picture. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I think his head weighs more than you, Brian. 
Oh, and you're a rather portly man. Hey, hey, hey. You're hey, a large hey. man yourself. 6'3", 235. Still I'm still keeping in pretty good shape. I'm I, I got to drop another 10, but yeah, 6'3", uh-huh. 235. Yeah, still working out in your old age. That's very, very good. Yeah. No, you know, wife chases me around still. Uh-huh. We're okay. <laughs> Happily married now... Uh... Three years. Three plus. Yeah. We were looking at... Uh, He's three, been married nine months. years, but happily married three of them. Right. The first six, not so good. Eight <laughs> <laughs> is two guys at a mic ramping up another show here on a football Friday. We got our football picks in. Beat the Schmoes. By the way, we did have an emailer make a pick here. Let's see if we can get that real quick. Emailer Swamp Rat. What do we got here? He's picking college games. Ohio. Plus 13 playing Beat the Schmoes over, uh, against Central Michigan. Right. Arizona plus seven taking on the Trojan. No. And California and Washington. It says I like. No, it says. Well, I can't repeat what it says actually. But he's picking California. Nice. Thanks for the email from Swamp Rat. If you want to email your football picks, you could do that. Or any comments here to the show, we always appreciate it. Mike, two guys, M I C number two. Mike, two guys at AOL.com. Double B. Great to see you. And again, if people want to uh, go rooftop. Yes. Beyond the IV.com. At the Cubs game. That's right. You go to beyondtheivy.com, check out the website. On there, it'll have your phone number and everything else. Feel free to give me a call. Name's Brian Bauer. All you can eat. All you can eat. All you can All drink. All you can drink. That's right. And you get to watch the Cub play. And after that, you can stumble downstairs and you're in Wrigleyville for a day. It's not a bad day. I highly recommend Friday not afternoons. A bad day. By the way, when you're high up, <laughs> yeah. you, you're right. You can't see the facial expressions. Mm-hmm. But if you're a baseball fan, right. God forbid there's actually any Cub fans that are real baseball fans. That's a cheap shot. I don't even it is agree with what shot. I'm saying. Is that your Cubs fan? You can yeah. re- when you're way up high. <laughs> yeah, you can really see the game develop. Well, and if you're a student of the game, the one part that you probably don't notice when you're just there and you're not paying attention is the shifts of the outfield, which you could see better. Mm-hmm. The communication going from outfield to infield, the shifts going on there. Yeah. So there is a better view of it. I totally yeah. agree with you. The that, shifts, by the way, after the third or fourth all-you-can-drink beverage. Oh, there's a lot of shifting. Yeah, but you're not so sure if it's hey, a player's right movement. Go? <laughs> Hey, everybody. Where's everybody? I can't see the second baseman. Cubs traded Aaron Miles, by the way, yesterday. And Jake Fox. Fox. All right, we got to wrap it up. David Olson, our producer uh, this week. Tremendous job. My bodyguard doing a great job. Have a great weekend out there, everybody. Thank you so much for listening for Double B and the Coach on thetalkzone.com.